All right, behind the vinyl, back on air. Back again. Yes. How are you, man? I'm good. And what are we doing this week? Doing a uh, a monster classic, especially if you lived in Sweden in 1984. And Australia as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. The album actually turns uh, 35 in, in May. Hmm. So makes you feel young. Crazy, 35 years. Yeah. You know, the album we're talking about is Stay Hungry, Twisted Sister. Yep. Um, and when it come out, they were literally, uh, well, maybe not when it come out, but off the back of the two singles, I want to rock and we're not going to take yeah. it, the, one of the biggest albums of of that year. Yeah, the thing was that before Stay Hungry, I don't think I really knew that much about the band. I think that was kind of the first time uh, I think they appeared, they were probably in OK Magazine and stuff like that. Yeah. And don't think I'd ever heard a song from uh, Twisted Sister before Stay Hungry came out and those singles. Um, I, I think I had You Can't Stop Rock and Roll yeah. as a cassette. Yeah, I just remember hearing that one later and watching the video and just thinking that, ooh, shit, that's brutal. Yeah. It was so much heavier than, than the stuff they put out in Stay Hungry. So much, yeah. And yeah. then you once you you dig into it a little bit, they were a heavy band, man. You yeah, know, the older stuff is way heavier. The, the glam stroke punk yeah. stroke, yeah. you know, like metal. It was uh, it was really a, a cross of all those, yeah. influenced by all those things. And they were like a bullshit. A lot of those bands were like that. Motley Crue was like that. Oh, yeah. um, Guns N' Roses were like that. You know, all done at makeup and spandex. But yeah. they really come from that, that punk rock and like feral kind of underground. Yeah, looking at old pictures from uh, uh, of, of Twisted Sister when they were playing clubs in New York and stuff like that, they looked ridiculous. Absolutely. And, and they, I mean, they had Metallica open up for them. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the early days, yeah. which is kind of cool. Have you seen that documentary, The uh, We Are Fucking Twisted yeah, Sister? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they, it's a great one. They were, it's a great documentary, yeah. you know, and they're selling out, selling out places around in New York and yeah, Brooklyn yeah. and all that yeah. kind of stuff and... Um, couldn't get a record deal. No. You know, but two and a half thousand, three thousand people coming to their shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I saw it recently. It was just like, uh, it was in 1979 or 1980 when they had, I think they posted in, they had like a big um, ad in Billboard magazine or something where Twisted Sisters sold out the Palladium in New York City, which held about 3,000 people, I think. And they sold it out without, and it says, I think it says somewhere like, thank you. Um, um, they were thanking the fans and so on. And they also mentioned uh, no no promotion, no radio play, uh, no record deal, I think, no nothing. And they, yeah. they sold out the Palladium, which was a big thing for them. I, I think if the, um, I think that's probably the show that Eddie, Eddie Ajera, the guitar player, couldn't play, right? Okay, may, might have been. I have and, no idea. I think they'd sold that out. He couldn't play. He fainted like the day or two beforehand. Oh, he did. All right. And so they had to postpone the show. All right. Oh, it might have been, yeah. And okay. they had, um, <clears throat> this is all in the documentary, uh, Twisted Fucking Sister. I think they had all the ARs from all the labels yeah, coming yeah. to that show. And they yeah. kind of thought, you know, that's it. <laughs> yeah. We're done. Yeah. We're, we're blown it. Yeah. And, um, they had to, there was someone from, maybe it was from Geffen or from EMI or something like that, that the the boss there come, they managed to get him to come 
like a day or two later to the rehearsal room. Oh, okay. Had to put on a full show. Right. And just one person sat in a chair <laughs> and, and watched them while they did a full right. production right. show for this one person who never cool. ended up signing the band. Cool. So that's that's in the documentary. It's really oh, that's really nice. Cool. That's nice. Hey, should we play a song? Hell yeah. <clears throat> Let's um title track, opening song, Stay Hungry. Great yeah. track. Let's start off with that. <laughs> to see Twisted Sister in those days? No. No, no. Not at all? No. I saw them way later. Um, And the thing was, the thing was that I really, um, I really liked Stay Hungry. I bought it. That was probably one of my first, like, albums that I bought with my own money. Um, Loved the singles, I Want to Rock, We're Not Gonna Take It. Um... Played it over and over again, but my my feelings for the band faded pretty quickly, right? Uh, and I remember, like a probably like a year later or two years later, I remember taking that album and hiding it under my bed. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, did you? Because I was kind of embarrassed. Did you? Did you get the um, come out and play? No, never we, bought it. You never bought it. So you were over before Come yeah. Out and Play. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I lasted Come Out and Play. Yeah. You know, when they had the um, they had leader of the pack. Yeah, a friend of mine bought it and, yeah. you know, it, it, and the cover and all that. It looked kind of cool. The, the pop-up cover. Exactly. It looked yeah. kind of cool, but they were, you know, they were kind of getting uh, wimpy and I was getting into other bands that I thought were way more fun, like, yeah, like Rat and Motley Crue and stuff like that that yeah. were a bit heavier. And... It became, I think here in Sweden also, I mean, since those songs, especially I Want to Rock and We're Not Going to Take It, they were on TV every day. They were on the radio every day. Everybody liked those songs. Yeah. I remember going to like a, um, a high Ooh, school disco, disco and, yeah. and they were playing that song and, and it was kind of cool that they were playing that song, but at the same time, it was like, oh, everybody likes it, so that's not cool. And... Um, and just like a year later, just thinking that nah, it's kind of wimpy, actually. Yeah. Um, and um, and I still, I didn't want to throw the album away, but I remember, and a friend of mine actually reminded me of this uh, not too up. long ago, that I actually hid it out of my bed because, you know, I still wanted to keep it. I couldn't get rid of it. And uh, so so under under the bed it went. Love I stayed it. there for a long, long time. Love it. Yeah. That was... Um that's pretty funny. They actually toured Australia on on the back of this album too. Oh, they did. Yeah, I never got to see it. I was too young. Yeah. So my mother wouldn't let me go. Right. But she let my older brother go. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And oh, didn't he? Wasn't that with the the t shirt? Absolutely. <laughs> so she made him buy me a t shirt. So in older brother, stereotypical older brother form, he bought me a girl's t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Which I wore anyway. Of course. In, in hindsight, I should have cut the sleeves off. It's mainly. Right, you can yeah. tell by the yeah the kind of the girl shape exactly sleeves, you know yeah yeah um, but I should have cut it off and Hell yeah. done that but I, I wore it anyway <laughs> a, a white girl t shirt so. that's so funny <laughs> that was pretty cool but um, I remember there was a lot of kind of controversy controversy as 
to the band coming out to Australia at that time. If right. there was anything, you know, that was in the heart of the PMRC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twisted Sister were really, um, you know, really in the thick of the whole PMRC argument. Yeah, and still it was nothing. Uh, they kind of looked like clowns. Hmm. And um, and then yeah, you had like bad transvestites. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then like uh, I think in wasn't it eighty five the year after that release that D Snyder went in front of the PMRC and Tip Gore and they were telling him about um, the song Under the Blade, absolutely, and turning into kind of a sex story. And he says that it's uh, about a friend of his who had surgery and something like dental, that. Dental surgery. Exactly. And yeah. it's so funny. It's so funny. And, and, and we've talked about this on <clears> – <throat> yeah. we talked somewhere on one of the shows. Yeah. You know, they, they couldn't have picked a worse exactly. person to come against because yeah. he's articulate, intelligent, yeah. Yeah. educated. He doesn't drink. He doesn't no. do drugs. Um, Been married to the same man. woman forever. Yeah, all all these kind of things that they were saying that rock and roll wasn't, and they yeah they used him, and he just come out and and you know we yeah. recommend anyone get on YouTube and just type in yeah it's in there uh, it's great Dean Snyder yeah PMRC speech he or something o- obliterates Tipagore tip <laughs> unbelievable and that, that's I I don't think he really gets the credit he probably you know right there and then. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Put a put a stop to that whole uh, absolutely. PMRC thing. Absolutely. And, absolutely. And and saved a lot of future. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Future heartache. Yeah. For, for bands. They did that. a good job. He did a great job. Absolutely. But stay hungry. Also, it was um, produced by Tom Werman, who had worked with um, Motley Crue. Indeed. Uh, Shadow the Devil and Theater of Pain later on, and then Girls, Girls, Girls. I think as well. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, also, Jeff Workman, who he's the one doing the. Uh, didn't we talk about that? He's the one that does the in the beginning of. Um, oh, absolutely! In the beginning of Shadow <coughs> of the Devil. Sorry. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And he was on the album as well as uh, I don't know Mixer or something like that. Yeah, I guess they were a team. Um, and and I just uh, read that that uh, D. Snyder said that he had to really fight with Tom Werman to get those hit singles on there like I Want to Rock and We're Not Gonna Take It because apparently he didn't think they were um, were good enough or, or something like that which is kind of weird yeah kind of weird in one way but also <laughs> kind of weird kind of understandable in another way the fact that um, those two songs stood out so much and were different yeah. they were totally different from the sure. uh, from the Twisted Sister of old yeah and the Twisted Sister for the rest of the record like yeah the, you know, songs like um, Burn in Hell or, you know, um, The Beast or SMF or yeah. something like that. They're yeah. totally different. Yeah, sure. So sure. Um, so he was right in that fact. Yeah. You know, and he was wrong in the fact that those were the two massively commercial songs. Oh, hell yeah. Know? Yeah. So it's a little catch-22. You want to be commercial or you want to stick to your roots? Right, and, right. Sure. Yeah. So the same thing what you talked about earlier, you know, it's – the songs he didn't want to put were the songs that oversaturated, yeah. ultimately oversaturated. Absolutely, band. absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> and of course, they're D. Snyder songs as well. Um, yeah, which uh, I know uh, JJ French for one went bankrupt. Yeah, not too long after this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're very clear. Twisted Sister are very clear with the the royalty payments yeah, and yeah. the songwriting payments, yeah. and yeah. D. Snyder wrote the music and and the lyrics for that. Yeah. So. Uh, He's the one that's getting the coin. Ka-ching. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the other guys aren't for yeah. for that in regards to songwriting royalties. Yeah, yeah. So 
well done to him. Um, do we want to play one of those songs? Hell yeah. Let's start off with playing um, When I Gonna Take It. Oh. Um, which I'm just trying to think, was it um, When I Gonna Take It was the first one? Uh, oh, I Want to Rock. No, We're Not Gonna Take It is the first one, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. And also I think I read that, that um, MTV were kind of hesitant because uh, in the video it takes like, Two minute or something before the song actually starts playing. Absolutely, because it's it's uh, it's like a themed video uh, yeah. that it had something to do with uh, the movie Animal House with Belushi and and the guy playing the daddy in there was in Animal House, I think. Uh, yeah. The the actor, yeah, uh, can't remember his name now, but um, he became like. Uh, Whenever you thought of Twisted Sister, you thought of that guy. Or every time you saw that guy, you thought of Twisted Sister. Absolutely. Yeah. And you posted a little while ago, um, uh, Luke Perry was in uh, the I Want to Rock video, right? No, he was, isn't. I think he was in the uh, Don't Be Cruel to Your School. Was he Don't Be Cruel, that's right. Don't yeah. Be Cruel to Your School. Yeah. yeah. Which I had no idea. No, I, I had Never no heard idea that story. you posted it. No, you know? it's the same. There's always been this story about uh, Peter Dinklage, the... Uh, the um, Midget guy, right? Yeah, that he, that he was in the Madame X video high in high school, but I I don't know if that's true or not. All right, okay, yeah. Well, there's there's all those stories. There's uh, Burton C. Bell from Fear Factory who was in Nirvana's "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Oh, video, yeah, right, yep. And there's also huh. uh, Skrillex. You know Skrillex? Yeah, yeah. Also Skrillex is in the video of the Metallica S and M. Yes. A blonde head Skrillex tried to climb up on stage and stage dive. I did kind of climb up and stage dive. Okay. And, um, huh. yeah. I had no crazy. idea. So they pop up, pop up here and yeah, pop up yeah. there. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, well play some, uh, play what? some Twisted. Behind the vinyl, so they went on to become this massive band off the back of this. Um, obviously, extremely flamboyant. That cover shoot is really striking. Yeah, um, it's a, a Mark Weiss yeah. uh, shoot. Um, I can remember hearing about that shoot, and they're not really getting what they wanted. Right. You know? And when you see it, it's hard to hard to imagine that because the photos are so good and so striking. Yeah. Um, and I understand that they were doing that shoot for a couple of hours or multiple hours. Yes. And the band left and they hadn't really got the shoot that they were happy no. with. No. And, and Dee Snyder hung around and shot in through the night. Yeah. And come up with what ultimately turned out to be the cover shoot yeah. of the record. Yeah. yeah. Which is a great shoot. It is. But that also, I mean, the 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 photo, the album cover, and also, like, as you said, the rest of the songs – uh, if you take away I Want to Rock and, and We're Not Going to Take It, um, gives a different feel. Um, that 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 cover doesn't really make you think of those kind of wimpy songs. It looks like something more aggressive. Absolutely. Um, and also I think that that must have been, as we've said before, like with all these bands that had a hit with a ballad or a, something like that, uh, because of those singles and they're massive – 
There's tons of people coming to the shows, kind of, I guess, expecting music in that style, and then they get something yeah. else. Same with, with Twister, um, like the old albums, um, Under the Blade and uh, You Can't Start Rock and Roll, which is way more punkish and way more hard rock than, than Stay Hungry, and especially those songs. So, um, yeah. It's, uh, and then I guess after this, I guess they went for the more commercial thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, come that's out what and play and all that come stuff. out and play with Leader of the Pack. <laughs> yeah. Um, even Be Crew to Your School. Yep. And then what did they release after that? Love is for Suckers, I think I it think was so, yeah. after that. And then that's when I turned off. I bought that record, but that's when I was like, eh, it's all over. Yeah, and then D. Snyder left in 87, I think. Exactly, and done his, um, I think he might have done his, was it Desperado? I think first? so, yeah. Desperado, yeah. or didn't he do something called Black Widow? Or Black that was the name? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. A lot of stuff. <clears throat> a lot of stuff. And ultimately, they got back, I think it was in 2004, they got back and re-recorded um, Stay Hungry and called it Still Hungry. Exactly. Yeah. That's the one I have with a bunch of bonus tracks. Exactly. From those yeah. sessions. Some of those songs, not not too bad, actually. There's some good ones on there. Yeah. Now, one thing about this band <clears throat> is, um, see, I think that's what separates Twisted Sister from Rat mm-hmm. or from Cinderella or from... Um, any of those bands from that era, mm. LA, LA Guns, even right? The, those bands didn't have those two massive big hits. No, you know, LA Guns had some great songs, you know, which I actually loved the first two records. Yeah, LA Guns, LA Guns, and Cocked and Loaded, I think, are great. But they never had those game-changing songs. Nor did Rat. Rat no, had a lot of good songs, all. but no game-changing records. No, and then they never made it outside of the United States, really. Never, no, know? never made it outside of the United States. Now, Twisted Sister, you know, probably with their catalogue, probably didn't sell as much. No. But they can still come over here and definitely headline, yeah. headline the Sweden Rock Festival yeah. or play oh, yeah. high up the bill and, yeah. and play all the other festivals and sell out shows, Yeah. Um, ultimately off the back of those two songs. Yeah, that, and I think they got a lot of help from... OK Magazine, which that magazine helped a lot of bands in the 80s, especially in Sweden. And um, um, what else was I thinking about when it came to Twisted Sister? No, just that they, they, became, they became massive all over the place, all over the world with those two songs. And as you mentioned, those other bands were mainly, they were mainly, and they mainly played the U.S., back then as well they were never big over in Europe um, Rat Elegance all those bands never never came close but um, no Twisted Sister really they got it right they did indeed um, let's check out Burn in Hell also taken from the record <laughs> that's um, nice one. this is a heavy this yeah. is a much heavier version of Twisted yeah. Sister you know probably more more prone to their uh, their earlier days yeah you know from Absolutely. like Under the Blade and yeah Twisted Sister, Burn in Hell from the album Stay Hungry on uh, Behind the Vinyl. And you, you can't dispute the fact that as a live band, and this is probably 80% down at D. Snyder, amazing live band. He's an amazing front, front man. Oh, yeah. And probably one of the, one of the best. I'd yeah, go as I think far the, as to say one of the best front men there is. Out yeah. There. I just remember the last show they played at Sweden Rock Festival uh, when was that, like two, three, two, three years, years ago, ago something yeah. like that? 
um, he still had the voice. And he was ripped. In amazing shape. 50, and he was what, like, 55, something yeah, like that. All over the place. Yeah. Running around and singing his heart out and sounded great compared to others uh, in the same age and been doing it for just as long. Yeah, there used to be this festival called, um, I want to call it was Rock Weekend or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was just up the past Yavla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I was at uh, the... Yavla, whatever it used right. to be called, Getaway yeah, Festival. Exactly. The, the first year of the Getaway Festival, so it was probably 2010 or right. 2009. And then I had to go up in between days because I had some bands playing at the Rock Weekend. Mm. <clears throat> so I was stand, standing side stage with Sebastian Buck when <laughs> Twisted Sister played. <laughs> Twisted right. Sister without makeup on. It was a makeup yeah, show yeah, yeah. at the Rock Weekend, but it was the, yeah, the, the whole band, <clears throat> the Twisted Sister band. And standing Beside me was well, like I was there with Sebastian Bach, uh, Ian Gillen. All right. Also come up. Cool. I I, I want to say uh, uh, Klaus from Scorpions. All right. And there was someone else. Okay. Well, those those four people. I can't remember who who the other one was. was right. Those four people. So Sebastian Bach like <laughs> was doing this thing, putting on an amazing show. Yeah. And he like come over and hugged the guys, and. Uh, and he announced from stage, he's like, we got Sebastian Bach, you know, at the at the side of the stage and the crowd goes wild and Baz sticks his head out and wave. Yeah. And we got Ian Gillen over there as well and we got some other friends. We've got yada yada and yada yeah. yada. And he's like, give him all the, you know, a big round of applause. Yeah. Blah. And then he still had his mic in hand and he looked at him and goes, let's see you fuckers try and top this show. <laughs> And then just delivered, and it just he just went up a whole yeah. another notch. Yeah, and it was just unbelievable. The, yeah. uh, you know the the um, the confidence yeah. he has in his own yeah. in his own performance. You know, but they played they played a lot of shows. I I, I read somewhere because they I think they kept track of every single show they ever played. Really, and they played like I don't know four or five thousand shows altogether. It was just like an amazing number. Crazy. Um, I remember uh, back in the day, or more so now. <clears throat> Because they, they well, got all together, together for, but I think most yeah. of it from from the eighties and onwards. I, but I guess they did a lot of club shows. So yeah, because um, they're all got day jobs now. Yeah, yeah. And they got back. I remember they got the the whole idea of them getting back was, I think it was especially with the um, with the makeup. It was partly to do with Sweden Rock Festival. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think Sweden yeah. Rock offered them a large chunk of change yes. to get back with <laughs> yes. the makeup. Yes. Um, and then they started doing it. As as basically as their summer holiday, yeah, they, sure. They'd get together for for the the um, the European summer, yeah, yeah. And they'd hit all the festivals, make yeah. a shitload of coin, of course, and then go back and so they live their rock and roll dream, yeah. you know, for nice like three or four of, weeks, uh, yeah. Made a hell of a lot of money, yeah, and then go back to their normal day jobs. Yeah. Uh, Mark the Animal Mendoza, bass player, I think he is a. He's a debt collector, or he's a oh, yes. a sheriff, or a okay. marshal, or something like that. All right. Um, wow. Uh, JJ French used to manage bands. Yeah, yeah. He managed Seven Dust for a long time. Oh, he did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still manages to this day. Twisted Sister. Yeah, exactly. Uh, D Snyder had radio shows. Yeah, is he still doing that? He's still doing a podcast. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, on the same place where Jamie <laughs> Juster does yeah. his podcast. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Gas. I think it's Gas. Okay. Um, Gas Digital Network. Okay. So he still has his podcast there. 
Um, unfortunately, AJ Perro, yeah. the uh, the drummer, died. Yeah. Of then, they, then they had Mike Portnoy come in. And then they had Mike Portnoy play come with in. them. Yeah. Yeah. And AJ was playing with. Um, um, yeah, he, he, yeah, he was playing with. Um, like, um, I was just drawing a blank of. Yeah, Adrenaline Mob was Adrenaline those guys. Mob. Yeah, yeah, he was playing with Adrenaline Mob. Yeah, and um, and I don't know what Eddie was doing. Eddie no, Tapa. Yeah, no, I've I've uh, I've interviewed JJ a couple of times. He's a funny character. He claims that he played with like uh, with uh, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Wicked Lester. The oh, band really? they had before. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he lived in a really fucking bad part of town. Yeah, um, but he he. Um, he claimed that for a long time. I remember reading it thing again in OK Magazine or Kerrang! in the 80s that he claimed that, yeah, I played with Paul Stanley and, and Gene Simmons before they were Kiss. And, right. and uh, you should hear they did this uh, crazy version of She where they have like flutes and stuff. And you read about that. I thought, oh, wow, that sounds pretty cool. But then like later on, like in the early 90s or something, is when the Wicked Lester album actually appeared on bootlegs. And uh, that's that's when you were able to hear She with the flutes. So he was right. I mean, so right, yeah. he, he knew. But they have already, I think they've said just recently that, you know, nah, maybe he auditioned once or something, but he never really played with played with them. So right, yeah. I don't know. But he's a, he's a funny, interesting guy. Right. He's very interesting. Absolutely. <clears throat> So um, I don't know whether their biggest hit. Probably their biggest hit. I want to rock. Let's yeah. um, let's have a listen to it now. Yeah. Taken from uh, from Stay Hungry, which we're doing the behind the vinyl to here on Pirate Rock Radio. I wanna rock. I want to rock Twisted Sister, but. I still kind of feel, I don't know, I really liked that song in 1984, but today, I don't know, it became lame pretty quickly, I think, for right. me, in a way, I guess. Well, Maybe because it, because it got overplayed. Probably got overplayed and... And, um, and because of the videos, actually, because the, the videos, you know... The videos were really uh, <clears throat> cartoonish yeah. kind of yeah. uh, kind of things. Uh, little storyboards of, of yeah, it wasn't serious. I mean, it wasn't metal. It wasn't metal at all. It no. was a cartoon. Yeah, so you had these big, tough metal dudes. And, yeah, uh, you know, it's something we talked about. It's something I talk about a lot. Like you've spent your whole life kind of defending, um, uh, defending rock and metal. Mm. You know, for not being stupid yeah. and <laughs> unintelligent or yeah. violent and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then little things pop along that kind of you know. One step forward, two step back, kind of. Yes. And and maybe these videos were a little bit like that. They turned it into a joke. You know, I think a characteristic, so. Characteristic. Yeah. Um. You know, kind of. Yeah, it kind of made, didn't make it look so cool. No, not at all. But the funny thing, I remember. Uh, I think like Lemmy was uh, an early uh, fan of of Twisted Sister, and, and him when they played. I think that when they played, was it Reading or? Early Donington or something, where he really stood up for them, and because they were, they were in their makeup, and yeah, as you said, it looked like bad transvestites and all that, and uh, especially to the British fans, I guess, 
Mm. And uh, he was really standing with them and rooting for them and, and, and so on. Yeah, he he was a big fan of theirs and, uh, yeah. and a friend of theirs, a friend of Dee Snyder's. Yeah. I, I think they were copying a lot of shit on that tour from yeah. the English, like getting things thrown at him, getting exactly. uh, booed off stage, all that kind of stuff. And I think that's when Lemmy, just before they come on, walked down and, you know, and the cra- Lemmy's God. Yeah. You know? yeah. And the crowd goes crazy and he introduced him, you know. These are my friends from New York. Yeah. Be good to them. Yeah, you exactly. Know, I like them. <laughs> yeah. This is Twisted Sister. Yeah. And nothing come up on stage. No. You know, no, no. booze, no things thrown. So. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a, that's pretty cool. We should do a Behind the Music on uh, Behind the Vinyl on, on any one of those. Oh, hell yeah. Records. Definitely. Which we will do it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but we're going to play The Price. Um, another song that um, – Another song taken from Stay Hungry, The Price. Yeah. Another song that nearly didn't make it onto the record. Exactly. And it, and it didn't become the the hit single they, I guess, they were anticipating. Um, I think I read somewhere as, as well, I think J.J. French said something about, like, um, it should have been a hit. Later on, you had, like, um, Home Sweet Home with Moet, with Motley Crue and so on. And, and I don't really get it because I really like The Price. I think that is a great song. It's a great song. And uh, Heartfelt. You know the story behind it? Yeah, but I can't remember it now. I, I think it's about <clears throat> he just recently had his first son. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. that was it was basically the price he has to pay. Oh, of course. You know, in regards to being living his dream. Yeah, and, being and out on the road and all being that. Being out on the road yeah. is the fact that he misses so much time with yeah. his with his newly born son. Yeah. And and that was just that was the price. Yeah, but it's kind of funny that it didn't become more of a hit because it, you know, it was a perfect song for those times, 1984, 1985, a slow song, a bit of a power ballad, should have worked tremendously. Yeah, but it it also comes back to um, I want to rock and we're not going to take yeah, it. Maybe of course, you know, of course, it's the fact that now suddenly. You know, you're putting on that was the third single from the record, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, the third yeah. and last single from the record, yeah. and that was a split single, I think, with uh, SMF. All right. Um, <clears throat> so you're now putting this more serious song, yeah, into the parody band that was I Want to Rock. There's no, there's no that teacher guy <laughs> that you know that yep. he was the father in uh, We're Not Going to Take It and the teacher in I Want to Rock. Yeah. Um, that was uh, that was gone. Yeah. Um, there was no Tom Fuller in the videos. No. And, uh, well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So it's a different twisted sister that it was, uh, you know, it is pushed out to the public. It is, it is, it is. But, uh, no, so that's still one of my favorite twisted sister songs. Absolutely. I think I, I like that one a lot. It's a, it's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Killer song.
I, I, I think that's the end of Twisted Sister now, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, as a band now? As a band. Yeah. Now. Yeah. They, obviously, they got back together with... Uh, Until someone brings out the big dough and, you know, <coughs> do one more show and you, you get... And brings it back, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Snotty goes on. He does he does solo records as well. He did a Christmas record. He did a, he did a thing with yeah. Jamie Jaster, who, who wrote... Right, exactly. Yeah, yes. Like, I think strange was, pairing. Strange pairing, but I think it worked. Yeah. Um, but I've heard that that is, you know, a couple of them couple of them have said there will absolutely be no more twists. No, no. Um, but like you said, you, until that calling comes, yeah, yeah they, they, they might come back. They're all going to need money yeah, eventually. Five, five years from now and the buzz <laughs> for playing on stage, you know. Absolutely. How can you turn that down? Exactly. And, and a guy like um, like Mark the Animal Mendoza isn't looking the healthiest in the world. No. <laughs> but Dee Snyder is. Yeah. You know? He's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. That's Dee Snyder... Mind the hair. Yeah. When I took a photo with him. Also, and I interviewed him. He said, mind the hair. Yeah, because I touched his hair. I put my arm around his shoulders and over his hair. And it was so, his hair was so, um, there was so much like hairspray and stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, it was all, I mean, it was all stiff. Right. It was really, really like, mind the hair. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then we took the picture. But I interviewed him years later. I interviewed him when his book was coming out. And, that was one of my favorite interviews. He was uh, funny as hell. He's a great interview. Really man. nice guy. And uh, I've probably said this before, but I asked him something, and and um, uh, I think I asked him something about his teacher or what he was like in school or something. And he just kind of leaned over to the microphone and said, he hasn't read the book. <laughs> Wish I hadn't. <laughs> right, there you go. But he was really he was really funny and and towards the end of the interview we kind of like traded because um, uh, apparently he reads a lot and he told me about recent books he'd read that were really interesting and and I told him uh, about a couple of books that I've been reading and uh, I actually went out later on and bought one of the books that he that he told me about Suggested, right. yeah which was a really good book about Area Fifty One so oh really yeah. oh really yeah. okay. And that that <coughs> book is pretty cool. The, uh, I haven't read it. <coughs> you haven't read no, these notes? No, oh, no, on, no I never got around to it. Okay, no. you should check it out. Yeah, it's really there's cool. so many I should check out. You know, you never get around to it. Yeah, yeah. And and on a on a different tangent, um, <coughs> Crocus uh, announcing their their final shows. Right. I think they might even be playing with um, uh, Saxon in the UK. And yes, I think they are. Exactly. Yes. And then they're finishing off with uh, a New Year's Eve show in Germany or no, Switzerland, okay. wherever they're from. Yeah, Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. Switzerland, yeah. And um, that's their final ever show. Okay. And I can't stop after reading that book every time I hear the name Crocus, <laughs> Crocus? and okay. hear them playing. Right. Is think about the, the, the riff that the, not the riff guitar riff, the uh, the feud that, um, that they have with uh, Dee Snyder's wife. Crocus. Crocus. <laughs> About what? Well, they 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 weren't so cool. Okay. To to Dee Snider's wife. Oh, okay. And um, did they ever tour together? Yes, they did. Yeah. And I think it might have even been before, um, before Twisted Sister, before Dee Snider got married, but he was actually with his, yeah. his wife at the time. Yeah. But it nearly split them up. The fact that 
twisted sister went out on the road and oh, broke okay. because okay. I think it was really bad. Everyone should read about it. Right. Yeah. To the point of um you know, like nearly a a hit out on the lead singer of Crocus. Oh right. Kind of it was it was really bad, but it's all documented in D Snyder's book. And um Crocus of all bands. <laughs> Crocus of all bands. Yeah. You know what actually now I'm starting to remember, I think his Soon to be wife at the time had made the, the uniforms for Crocus and they would not pay. Ah, oh, something like that. Okay. And they were real assholes about not paying. All right. And, but it's all documented in the book. And cool. she then was not impressed with D, the fact that he's like, well, for our career, we got to go out with right. these guys. Right. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, Crocus. Was that a band you listened to? Uh, no, the only. Um, Tonight, Long Sticks Goes Boom. That's all I remember. Blitz. Um, um, oh fuck! What was Metal that? Rendezvous, whatever it's called. No, what was the um? What was that fucking massive the cover song? Um, Can't remember. Uh, Ballroom Blitz. They did a cover of that they, one. They okay, did a yeah, they did. Blitz. Yeah, right. Yeah. And there were always these talks about um, the singer um, auditioning for ACDC. Oh really? No, he never did. But some someone said to him when when Bon Scott died that you know you should you know audition for you ACDC. should try out you know blah blah blah. Nothing came of it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's another story. Yeah. Um, maybe we should do a ACDC song behind the vinyl next week. Yeah. Do a Crocus version. <laughs> Let's not do a Crocus. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put my foot down and say. Yeah. No. No there Crocus. Will, will never be a Crocus no. behind the vinyl no. that we're involved in. <laughs> I don't um, own a single album, so no, not at all. But but ACDC, it's very likely that. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Alrighty, man. Let's end okay. it. Um, this is uh, SMF. Oh, uh, sick motherfuckers. Exactly. Which I I didn't. I don't. I can't remember if it actually says. Oh, it says maybe it says in the um, like in the liner notes on the album what what SMF was like. Sick motherfuckers. So does it say it in the title of the song that it means? No, it's SMF. I, and I think it refers to it in the song. You know, as SMF. Yeah, because um, I think it took me a while to realize fans. what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it took me a while to back in '84 to realize what SMF was. Right. Uh, I had no idea. Oh, I had no idea back then either. <laughs> Madonna come out with the song called "Like a Virgin." I thought it was a half lion, half man. You know, I had no idea. Again, my older brother pointed that out in front of all my friends. That oh, uh, because of the video. Because of the video. All right. Yes, yeah. there's a lion in there. There's a, there's a lion in there, and I thought, I thought Virgin must be a. Uh, you know, a half man, half line. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Scarred for life, man, over that. But there's a good one also with Quentin Tarantino in, in um, which movie is that? Where he has a theory and he tells that story they're playing poker or whatever it is. Can't remember which, which movie that is. Right, okay. Where Quentin is, is he's, he's uh, in the movie himself. He's in the movie himself, exactly, playing some guy and they're Not at a Dust party. Till Dawn. Is he in Dust Till Dawn? No, it's something else. And... Um, his theory is that she's just uh, that. That's the first time she's been with a well-endowed man, so she feels like a virgin again. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and he tells that story for it. Like, really, goes into detail. It's pretty funny, actually. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Alrighty, uh, to close off this show, here is SMF, um, taken from uh, Stay Hungry. Yeah, Twisted Sister, 1984, behind the vinyl. 